What's going on, Dolphins fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. We are down here in Mobile for the 2022 Reese's Senior Bowl. And I'm taking a look at some prospects for the Miami Dolphins. And we, of course, would be remiss to not talk about an update on the allegations that came out this week against the Miami Dolphins by former head coach Brian Flores. Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, currently here in Mobile, Alabama, and today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Speaking of tanks, <laughs> allegations that came out this week against the Miami Dolphins from former head coach Brian Flores in regards to uh, racial discrimination and uh, alleged tanking and bribery from owner Stephen Ross to go take a vacation and get away during the season in 2019 and pay you $100,000 for every season game that was lost that year to help ensure the draft position. Uh, We touched on it yesterday, of course, and it took took the appropriate time that I felt I needed to to uh, begin to approach this subject. Uh, and make no mistake, I, I'm a football guy, right? So if you want law and order, go turn on ABC. <laughs> right? I, I'm not capable of processing the, the legal side of this that we're very clearly going to be in for. Uh, but one thing you don't have to be uh, a lawyer or an attorney for is to know and see just based on uh, everything that came out yesterday when Brian Flores spoke with the media and then the a report from Cameron Wolf of NFL Network and Stephen Ross's uh, counter statement by the end of the evening yesterday. This is going to be a really bumpy ride, guys. Like, this is going to probably get very messy. And the unfortunate reality for the Miami Dolphins and fans of the Miami Dolphins is there is going to be a whole lot of dirty laundry aired out in a public space as a result of this. And I don't think any side is probably going to come out smelling like a rose. Um, but as fans of, of the team, I am just really not looking forward to, as this process plays out, us realizing exactly how dysfunctional at times perhaps things continue to be with the Miami Dolphins. So uh, we will continue to react uh, to this story as it continues to develop and talk on it as appropriate and try to get some opinions of people who would know better than I would. It's okay to say I don't know sometimes, and that, that's where I'm at in the legal space. But uh, I did want to touch on two updates, and they were mentioned just now. Uh, witness accounts, according to Cameron Wolf, uh, collaborating the allegation from Brian Flores uh, that Stephen Ross had offered $100,000 for every loss to his coach in 2019. Head coach from NFL Network yesterday. Witness says he heard Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offer ex-head coach Brian Flores 100K per loss in 2019. This story was covered by Cameron Wolf, who is, of course, phenomenal 
and he was on the Dolphins beat and before making the transition to uh, NFL Network and taking on a bit more of a national role. But his relationships in Miami and his background as a beat reporter uh, matter here because Cam knows a lot of people around this organization because he's been on the beat. And he reported on Wednesday, this is reading from NFL.com. NFL Network's Cameron Wolf reported on Wednesday that he spoke with a witness who said he heard owner Stephen Ross offer former head coach Brian Flores 100K for every loss during the 2019 season. Wolf also reported that Flores' team says it has evidence, including messages from general manager Chris Greer, that corroborate the allegations against Ross. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> if there are... and. Cameron's report indicated there were multiple, or, or Flores' team report indicated there were multiple witness accounts of this exchange, or these exchanges. It's hard to know exactly what the setting was in which this was said. And there are written and audio documentation of it in any way. I don't think there's any way back for Mr. Ross. Um to continue to be the owner of this team. And this is kind of unprecedented, uncharted waters for um, kind of the underbelly of quote-unquote tanking, right? Um, but to have this kind of kickback against it and the integrity of the game being brought to light uh, is not something that we have seen other than you know, the, the NBA in stepping in in several instances and uh, Philadelphia making Sam Hinkie step away from the team as, as the, effectively the general manager of the team, uh, but let alone an owner of a team, it, it, this is uncharted waters. Uh, and Stephen Ross did hit back by the end of the day. His statement was as follows. With regards to the allegations made by Brian Flores, I am a man of honor and integrity and cannot let them stand without responding. I take great personal exception to these malicious attacks, and the truth must be known. His allegations are false, malicious, and defamatory. We understand there are media reports stating the NFL intends to investigate his claims, and we will cooperate fully. I welcome that investigation, and I am eager to defend my personal integrity and the integrity and values of the entire Miami Dolphins organization from these baseless, unfair, and disparaging claims. Okay, so uh, in years past, in weeks past, in months past, uh, the analogy that I had always kind of alluded to and thought that with this regime change in 2019, that the Miami Dolphins were, was a, a modern episode of Game of Thrones in that there's politicking, there's backstabbing, chaos is a ladder is a quote from the show. Everybody's trying to climb all over each other. Well, this is like one of the, the I guess, the penultimate episode for the show because all of the clashes, and we talked about them yesterday a little bit, that this Dolphins organization has been mired in, a small change compared to this. Which is why I am not necessarily looking forward to what's to come from that regard, but I am also looking forward to uh, providing a little bit of a distraction by offering some football talk along the way in tandem with the necessary discussions that are going to be required as this story plays out. 
If you guys have not gotten Get Upside yet, I don't know what to tell you. Listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are saving as much as two to three hundred dollars a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code to get twenty-five cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code Touchdown. So let's talk about football, please. Um, it's, it sounds like the Mike McDaniel interview has been moved again. I know it was supposed to be Monday, and then it was Thursday. Mike McDaniel's not interviewing today. The, the newest reports indicate uh, that he is interviewing on Friday. So tomorrow is the day. And um, we will see if every bit of attention in a negative way that the Dolphins are currently in is enough to deter a young, bright, offensive mind from wanting to come and be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. You know, Mike McDaniel does have a sterling reputation, uh, even though his background is a little unorthodox. He, he's very well received by his players and former uh, fellow coaches on his staff. I know Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, uh, was asked about Mike McDaniel this week down here in Mobile. And he offered a very positive Review used the word brilliant, and, and at the end of his, his response, he said, you know, I really would not like to see him come into the division, but if he does, so be it. And uh, they had spent some time together on coaching staffs as well, obviously on San Francisco and before that. Um, so we'll, we'll see, and, and I don't have an answer for you, and I know that's the big pressing question that, that everybody has is, oh, well, is, is uh, the tanking allegations, and is that all going to uh, – carry a negative connotation for the Dolphins uh, and their search for a head coach? I don't know. And I don't think we'll know until we see who they ultimately hire because it's felt like for a week and a half, two weeks, uh, that Mike McDaniel is one of two guys who could have been the guy for the job. The other guy, the other possible candidate, and, and I'm not talking about Kellen Moore. I'm talking about Mr. Harbaugh. Can we please not do this anymore with Jim Harbaugh. This, he does this quite often. And the news came out last night, like 6 o'clock. Jim Harbaugh called Michigan, was from Adam Schefter. Jim Harbaugh called Michigan to inform the school that despite interviewing the Vikings today, so he flew to Minnesota, did his interview, he will be returning to school for the 2022 season. Source tells ESPN, Michigan was, in the words of one source, quote, elated, to get Harbaugh's decision. Yeah, we all were, because we've been sitting around waiting for it for freaking forever. And Jim gets like a three-year itch every two years, and he's oh, we're going to go back to the league and go make a change, and blah, 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 blah. It's the same song and dance. So, and I understand the connection with Stephen Ross and Michigan and all that jazz, but you know what? Like, at some point, 
we got to stop going through Groundhog Day. And that was the analogy I made yesterday on Draft Dudes with Joe Marino. Like, dude, it's the Groundhog Day. Oh, Jim Harbaugh, he's interested in going to the league. Oh, it's surefire, guaranteed, slam dunk thing. He's going to go here. No, never mind. They hired a different coach. Oh, okay, he's going to go here. He's going to go to the Vikings. First it was the Raiders. Then it was the Dolphins. Then it was the Vikings. Then it was back to the Dolphins again. Jim Harbaugh will never be a legitimate candidate for an NFL head coaching job as far as I'm concerned because he plays this game all the time, and it's, it's pretty convenient that he took a pay cut last year. They boosted his staff, and then they suddenly win the Big Ten and go to the college football playoff, and now magically Jim Harbaugh is interested in going back to the NFL so that he could probably negotiate himself a raise with Michigan again. Whoop-de-doo. Okay. Let's put it to bed. And in three years' time, when Jim Harbaugh is bored at Michigan again and wants to negotiate himself a raise, guess what? We're not going to take him seriously because we can't. <laughs> it's just, it, it's happened too many times now for him at Michigan. So, if it's not McDaniel and it's not Kellen Moore because there is a negative connotation attached to the Dolphins head coaching search, I don't know, like, does Vance Joseph come back and play? Like, I, I really just don't know where else you would go. Uh, they, they want a legitimate offensive mind head coach. I do think it's interesting uh, that they have not made any effort for the guy who was the top guy on my list. Don't mind me. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl winning head coach. Andy Retree, a lot of RPO experience, uh, who didn't get a lot of traction, but is now all of a sudden getting some buzz for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who uh, despite everything, everything that the Dolphins are in the news for right now, for black eye, for uh, the, the tanking allegations and competitive integrity and um, the, the racial discrimination uh, accusations from Coach Flores uh, in regards to his departure from the team and how he was painted, I would argue that Jacksonville has still done a worse job on their head coaching search than the Dolphins. So Jacksonville, it was open and shut for a really long time. We're going to go get Byron Leftwich, you know, former Jags quarterback, OC Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. Well, then Byron Leftwich is getting ready to close a deal, and it's considered a done deal for like three days. <laughs> and Byron Leftwich looks at Jacksonville and says, Hold on, I, I don't want to go work with, with Trent Baalke. I'm not interested in the general manager here. So I, I want my guy, and I think it was uh, Adrian Wilson uh, from Arizona, I want him to come be the GPN, uh, the GM. Well, magically, Byron Leftwich, uh, and that heat cools off a little bit, and they, they start poking around at other people. Uh, they wanted to interview Nathaniel Hackett. Denver gets on the phone and says, yo, don't, don't go fly to Jacksonville, Nathaniel. Like, just come to Denver. We'll sign you right now. Like, we'll get it locked in. And they did. They, they signed him. And that was the first shoe that dropped for the head coaching cycle. And then, like, it was, interest, it was rumored that they were interested in Kevin O'Connell um, out of L.A. with the Rams, the O.C. But they didn't file an interview request for Kevin O'Connell during... The wild card round, the way that the NFL interview hiring process works is unless a team is eliminated from the playoffs, you cannot interview a coach beyond that weekend before, or beyond that week going up to the divisional games until after the Super Bowl is played if you didn't file a request during the wild card game. So, like, their third option 
they didn't even like do the interview with that guy. And some of these guys that they were also interested in and did interviews with uh, are coming off the board and going to other teams. So then they were interested in Kevin O'Connell, but they, they didn't do an interview with him at all. So it's like, oh, okay, like, I guess we'll have to wait till after the, the Super Bowl's over. Well, one of the teams that did do an interview with Kevin O'Connell because they did go through the correct filing process was Minnesota. And that's who they're going to hire instead of Jim Harbaugh. So Jacksonville, it's like uh, Doug Peterson and Rick Spielman are suddenly uh, getting a little bit of buzz as potentially landing in Jacksonville. But just to a T, like, and they're, they're, they're flying out to Denver to interview Vic Fangio for the uh, uh, job on the coaching staff without a head coach hired. It's one thing to try and say, hey, we got an assistant coaching staff here uh, that we think really fits the personnel. The new head coach comes in. We'd really prefer to go ahead and keep that locked in and keep all the guys that know all the players. It'd be helpful, okay? And whether or not you buy that sales pitch or not is a different story. But to be like, yeah, uh, we're going to interview Kevin O'Connell, but while we wait on doing that, we're going to go interview Vic Fangio to see if he wants to be the CEO. What? My goodness gracious. And I hope you guys get a little chuckle out of it because it's like as it pertains to the Dolphins, like, yeah, I'm sitting here, I'm getting cabin fever. I, I need a coach, right? Like, I need to start evaluating these players and projecting them into this system and doing my year-end review for, for players. But part of your performance appraisal is where do you go from here? And I don't have that information yet because I don't know who the coach is going to be. But amidst all that, there's still teams out there that I think are giving Miami a run for their money for more dysfunctional <laughs> coaching cycles. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season, and it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs today and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. As we roll to a close today on the show, it's only appropriate here in Mobile, Alabama, to talk about some additional players who really popped during day two of practices. It was a wet day. And the first name I want to bring light to is from the state of Florida, and it's a running back, so it should probably be of interest to Dolphins fans in many different ways. And I know there's not a lot of love for Florida Gators in South Florida, and I understand that, but Damian Pierce, the running back, is somebody who really caught my eye, and he was somebody who was really underused at the University of Florida, Uh, but he is someone who 
was really physical, showcased himself being able to catch the ball, uh, very talented player. And running backs are tough to pop in this environment because uh, you're not going to the ground. It's not full contact until you get to the game, and even that's more of like a, a scrimmage or exhibition-type setting with a bunch of competitive rules in place. So uh, Damian Pierce is a name to circle for Dolphins fans as a running back. And I know it's not it's not sexy. It's not one of the top three names and guys that are expected to go in the second round and Spiller and Walker and anybody else, whether it's um, Kyron Williams, the Notre Dame kid, or, or whoever else, Brees Hall. I know those are all bigger names. But again, if we do end up with the Shanahan tree and McDaniel, historically that's been a position that they have found a lot of production outside of premium investments. So let's keep the name Damian Pierce in mind. Uh, Daniel Falele is somebody who was a re- I was really excited to watch coming into this week. And uh, he's had his moments, both good and bad. I think he's shown his inexperience a little bit. And this is kind of, yesterday was kind of a pump the brakes on the, on the hype train a little bit for him. Uh, some inside moves, some inside counters, uh, and got put on his back one time by Penn State defender, hybrid defender, who I think would be an excellent fit in Miami, by the way, uh, Jesse Lucetta. Lucetta showed up at 260 pounds. And I think he's got a 2% body fat. He's just a rocked up dude. Big guy. And um, thought Lucetta, his movement skills and pass rush 101s, he's showing a little bit of juice. He's one of those spark guys, high energy. Uh, he really popped to me yesterday too. Uh, but there were a number of edge pass rush guys that, that popped to me. And if the Dolphins are going to continue to build out that piece of their roster, Sam Williams from Ole Miss was a late ad. Uh, he, his first day of practice was yesterday, and he's 250 pounds and good length. and really expo- He's got one of the better first steps here, uh, to be honest. And he's somebody who we over at the Draft Network have a fringe top 100 grade on. Uh, and that's more so just because of the depth of the edge class. I mean, there's, we legitimately are, are between 14, 16, 18 pass rushers in the top 100. If they, if they all go, then so be it. But the math is kind of like, okay, well, like if teams are drafting other positions, you know, expect this many quarterbacks to go, this many running backs to go, this many offensive tackles to go because the offensive line group's really good too. You start doing the math, and it's like, well, shoot. <laughs> he might make, make it to the, the end of the, the third round and that third round pick. The Dolphins currently own it, whatever it is, in the compensatory range from San Francisco for the trade back last year, right around 100. Um. He was, so he was, he was another name that popped, as was Boye Mafé, uh, Minnesota pass rusher. I think he's going to be a better pro than a uh, college player. On the offensive side of the football, a couple new names into your offensive line. Uh, we got Dylan Parham from Memphis. The concern with him was he was playing around 280. Well, he showed up at 313 and absolutely looks the part. I know you guys all remember Zion Johnson dropped him in a mock draft, uh, and nobody liked the pick because... <laughs> Nobody wanted another, quote-unquote, another guard. But uh, he's been one of the best offensive linemen here this week. Uh, Zion Johnson has. And probably going to play himself out of Miami's current range uh, unless the top guys, the Kenyon Green from Texas A&M and Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa ends up dropping a little bit. And, you know, maybe that run doesn't start until the 20s. Um, but I say all that to point out there, there's a lot of good senior talent here, and the Dolphins, especially with not having the scope of system uh, this early in the process, um, 
they're going to have to have the opportunity to comb back through the practice tape here, and, and this has to be more about personalities. Oh, you can always pop the tape back in and rewatch the practice tape, but I'm hoping that they're making the taking advantage of this extra data point for a lot of top prospects to be able to know who are the kind of people that are going to be able to come into this environment and thrive and succeed because that's also a big part, piece of the puzzle. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. That is going to do it for me today. We're out of here. i got to go go to day, day three of Senior Bowl practice. Keep my ear to the ground, let you guys know if I hear anything. want to thank you guys for listening. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins.